You're listening to the Tranquility Tribe podcast, an empowering space for all parents from conception to childhood. In this podcast, you'll explore your birth options, hear from experts in the field, learn to embrace self-indulgence, and prepare yourself for parenthood with Haiti. She's a coffee connoisseur, lover of deep belly laughs, a big-time tailgater, and your neighborhood birth junkie. From Mississippi to Massachusetts and everywhere in between, here's your host, Hee. Hello, villagers. Happy, happy Tuesday, you guys. We made it to another week. You have three or four days left in this week if you're listening when it launches, when it airs. You have the rest of the week because it's Tuesday. The weekend is not that far away. Monday is over. How was your Monday? How was your Monday? Did you have a restful Monday? Did you have a really jam-packed Monday? Did you have a very successful Monday, a Monday full of accomplishments? Did you get a lot of your to-do list done? Or maybe you didn't. Maybe you're feeling kind of behind. It's okay. I mean, first of all, we all get behind. Second of all, did you have too much on your to-do list? Were things out of your control where, you know, yesterday it was just kind of stacked against you? So sometimes you have days like that and you have to just chalk it up to a loss. Like yesterday was working against me and that's that. I'll tackle my to-do list today. Hmm. Happy Tuesday. I already said that, but I'm just so grateful that you guys continue to show up for me. This is super cool. I'm relishing in the fact that we have almost 100 episodes out. And wowza, that's crazy. Thanks for being an amazing freaking tribe. This year, we're up-leveling a lot of stuff in TBH. So in 2018, we did some substantial growth. I left my job um, in childcare, and I pursued TBH in full, like full time. You can check out more of that story in episode number 87, um, what to expect when you're expecting with TBH. It's just 10 episodes ago, um, but it, it gives you an insight of kind of the path I've walked to get here. And then some earlier episodes as well. So number one and number eight. Those two give you a good insight too as to who I am. Cool beans. Lots of episodes to catch up on. Speaking of catching up on, when's the last time that you caught up on you? Just yourself. I'm talking really gave back to yourself. When's the last time that you set aside some time to really just sit and be and relax and restore and recharge your own batteries. If it has been a while, you should join me for the 2019 TBH retreat. Motherhood is so complicated. You love those tiny humans so much, but they're also so annoying. They're also like drive you up the wall, but you want them with you every minute of the day. I get it, I hear that. It still doesn't make an excuse for not putting back into yourself. If you're going to continue to show up for your tiny human 100% and be the best mom that you can be, you need to recharge your own batteries. 
If you are an expectant parent and you're wondering what life with a tiny human will be like or how you can better prepare so that life after baby gets here isn't as jolting, you should join me for the TBH retreat in February. It's on the 23rd and the 24th. It's right outside of Boston. Please come and restore yourself. It's so hard to get people to spend money on themselves, but when they do, they realize how life-changing it is. This retreat is going to be mind-blowing. I've handpicked the people that are coming to speak. We're breaking out into breakout sessions, and they are going to help you transform your life. You're going to walk away feeling so incredibly prepared and confident in your skills to take on whatever comes your way. We're going to be talking about gut health, finding balance among whatever the pieces of your puzzle look like, pushing your baby out, the mindset that you need to go into birth, the mindset that you need for everyday mothering. We have amazing sponsors like Dig In, who is catering our food. I cannot wait to chow down on this amazing food. Finally, you're going to get yoga and meditation and a swag bag every single day. Okay, there's only two days, but both days you get all of that stuff. You're also, at the end of each day, going to have like a mom social hour where we just sit around and we just connect with other moms because I truly believe that one of the biggest things you can do to change the course in your motherhood or prepare to have a baby is make mom friends. You need to have people who understand what it's like to be a mom in 2019 and to be a mom of a child similar to your child's age. Those two things are crucial for mom friendships. I want to connect you with mom friends so that you don't have to do this alone. Welcome home. Welcome to the TBH tribe. I'll put it in the show notes, the link where you can find everything and answer all of your questions. If you still have remaining questions, email me. Reach out to me at tranquilitybyhehe at gmail.com and say, yo, hehe, I have more questions. And I'll write back and say, yo, villager, I have answers. All you have to do is reach out. If the retreat is not in the books for you, maybe you're traveling, maybe you're out of town, maybe you can't travel this far. I encourage you to travel. If you are around Boston, this is a retreat you will want to be at. But if you are too far to travel for a weekend retreat, you should join us on our social media pages. You can find us both on Instagram and Facebook. At Instagram, it's at Tranquility by Hehe. And on Facebook, it's our private page is The Tranquility Tribe. So I pop in there once or twice a week. I'm always dropping tidbits of info or funny memes to get you through the days. I also share insider knowledge there. So if you want in there... Um, type in the Tranquility Tribe. It has a few questions. I want to know who you are, where you're from, what you want to see out of the group. And so before I let you in, I want to pick your brain and that's kind of your entry into the group. You give me what you want to see in the group, I'll let you in the group, and then I get to deliver what you wanted to see. It's like a win, 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 right? Cool beans. All right, guys, happy Tuesday. Let's get the show on the road.
You're listening to another episode of the Tranquility Tribe podcast, episode number 97. Today, I have a friend of mine, Julie Starr, on the show. I met Julie just a few months back, and we instantly connected. You know those people where you meet them and... You can just tell that your souls are made of the same thing, like you're cut from the same cloth. You're two peas in a pod, kind of like where have you been my whole life? That's how I feel about Julie. I first met Julie through her yoga studio. So she's the owner of a yoga studio, Star Yoga, here in Boston. And then I learned that she is a health and wellness genius. So she's also a nutritionist and she has probiotics that you can order off of Amazon. I'll link those in the show notes. She uh, was a midwife at one point too. So duh, we hit it off there immediately. Julie is here to share all of the benefits of yoga during prenatal as well as in the postpartum. We wanted to really dive deep into some of the misconceptions of exercising during pregnancy, but also how quickly someone should get back into yoga after having a baby. We are going to chat about so, so much more. I cannot wait for Julie to share all of her info with you. Julie, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. This is so much fun. I always love to have people kind of right here in my backyard on the show because a podcast for me always feels like, I don't know, it feels like a spider web almost that I have like little spider webs all over the world. And so when you're right here in my in my own backyard, it feels like a hug. Welcome. I'm super excited. Thank you. That That's that's the only kind of spider analogy I, I'm, I'm okay and not afraid of. <laughs> I love it. You know, I have a way of turning really terrible, awful things into a way that people can can usually digest. I love it. (laughs) Can we start off with letting you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? So when we have guests on, we want to know about who you are and how you got to where you are today so that we can take that into the conversation. Sure. So usually when I'm a guest on a podcast, I often start out with the story of my career. But given this podcast, I would like to emphasize the fact that I am a mom of a very spirited nine and a half year old girl and a soon to be stepmom of a very creative seven and a half year old girl. Um, And for a long time, I was a single mom. So um, just like to throw that out there. Um, But then to segue into my career, I have been in the wellness industry for over 20 years now, starting my career studying midwifery and women's health, and uh, got many certifications over the last few years, but um, I've had my nutrition practice for 12 years, and my yoga studios for almost five years. I love it. And do you want to share a little bit about your birth story and what being a mom has to do with being entrepreneurship or has to be, has to do with being an entrepreneur? Sure. So my birth story, well, as I had just mentioned, I studied to be a midwife and for years I was studying home birth midwifery and I worked as a doula with a lot of families And uh, so I knew all the relaxation techniques. I knew all the, you know, the signs to look for to know if a woman was dealing well with 
the pain. And um, I didn't really deal the, with the pain the way I thought I was going to. Um, I do want to say that I did have my baby at uh, Mass General at MGH. Um, my husband at the time was working there. And I had a great experience with, um, with all the staff there. But needless to say, when I went into labor, when I was really like going into labor before I got to the hospital, I remember thinking to myself, okay, picture, picture the colors, picture relaxing, like relaxing colors. And I saying to my ex-husband, it, it's not working. It's not working. <laughs> I was just, it took over me. It was not the way I thought it was going to be. Um, but, uh, I got to the hospital and, uh, when, I also remember at, at Mass General, you have to cross a pretty, a pretty busy, uh, street. All the ER vehicles are, are driving there and I could like barely walk. So I was like walking in slow motion and my ex-husband saying to me, if you do not walk any faster, you are going to get run over by an emergency vehicle. So you either walk faster or sit down in the wheelchair. <laughs> so again, not what I expected to be just so overwhelmed with the pain. Uh, but uh, I, went, I mean, my, I got to the hospital and actually my friends were at a local bar that had just opened up, somehow they got let in. I don't know how they got let into our room, but they showed up at midnight. So we had some guests that I wasn't expecting. And um, I did have an epidural, which I was very thankful I got. And um, ba I basically pushed like maybe five times. It, she came out so quickly because I had such good mind-body awareness, which this ties into yoga and, and, and exercising um, throughout your pregnancy. But when she came out, she bruised my tailbone. And so I had a broken tailbone for the first, I mean, not for the first, it took months to heal. So I always joke with her and I say that you're my forever pain in my ass. <laughs> so, uh, but my, my birth story, my, my birth was, it, it, it was great. It, there was a lot more people there than I thought. My sister showed up with my mom. They drove straight from New York. And uh, it was a really happy, great experience, but uh, a painful one. <laughs> Oh my goodness. You know, I don't have kids and listeners for anybody who's new around here. I don't have children. So I watch all these, all these births happen and I watch all these really incredible women do really incredible things. And I have this way that obviously I want my birth to go and I've kind of taken pieces of all the births that I've seen and the experiences that I've had and the parents I've worked with. And I have it kind of all planned out as you know, my ideal birth, which is something I have my clients do. I, I want you to know what you're working towards, what that goal is from conception to postpartum. So I have mine and yeah, it is. It's a fear of mine of like what happens if I get there and it is a crazy train and I did not plan for that. <laughs> I, have, I have one more, one more thing about what you envision your birth to be like, I do know that a lot of my friends and, and my, my clients when I was a doula had a vision of what they wanted to look like or wear. Okay. Now I, I wasn't like super concerned with it 
but I did not plan on wearing a pair of pants that were literally like there was a hole in the crotch that could have fit my baby. Like, I don't even know why I was wearing those pants. I probably should have thrown them out years ago. But again, like my mom says to me, she's like, oh, that's a that was a really smart idea to wear those pants. You won't even have to take them off to have your baby. And so, again, not what I planned, but when the moment was happening, not what I was concerned about. And hey, you were going to get rid of them anyway. So, I mean, True. they were going to be... True. They got thrown away. Yeah, yeah. So it was the perfect way to get rid of them. You know, what a convenient hole. (laughs) I love it. So let's um let's dive into yoga. Let's start with the why. Why should expectant parents do yoga prenatally? What health benefits um, does yoga provide? I think people probably understand like the general benefits, but prenatally especially. Let's start there. So <clears throat> prenatal yoga or prenatal yoga classes are actually quite on trend right now, which is a great trend. Um, so I, I want to be clear that there are, you, when you are pregnant, you, you do not have to go to a yoga class that is labeled prenatal yoga. Okay. It depends on the studio. It depends on the person, your body, your experience with yoga. But typically if you go, the, the benefits of going to a yoga class that are Um, labeled prenatal yoga is that those classes are clearly they're geared toward women that are pregnant Um, so you know that the room is not going to be very hot you know that there's going to be props there um, for people who have you know different sized bellies where sometimes if you go to an all levels class that may not be the case Um, it's also a really good way to to build your community or meet people that are going through the same phase that in life that you're going in. I know a lot of people that have met their friends, the people they're friends with now in their prenatal yoga classes. And given, especially in a city um, or in Boston, we don't have so many chances to meet other people. I mean, Bostonians, we always complain that the only thing to do is really to go out and meet people for a drink. Not really what you're gonna do when you're pregnant. So outside of just meeting people, being in a class that's geared towards your changing body and needs, um, the number one reason prenatal yoga is good for you is that it helps to alleviate stress. So um, a prenatal yoga class is going to emphasize breathing techniques and relaxation techniques, uh, which not all yoga classes at a studio will emphasize. So when you are going in going to have a baby it would be beneficial to be more in tune with how to regulate your breath and um, tune into how you feel when it comes to your stress levels and then also to just be more aware of your body and where your muscles are so that's those are the reasons why i would encourage all women to um to who are obviously allowed to take you know, pre, prenatal yoga classes. So those are, for those are, there are going to be a lot more classes that you're going to see on a studio schedule that are labeled prenatal yoga versus ones that are just say vinyasa, which are not just for people who are pregnant. But if you have a, if you're familiar with yoga, you had a practice before your pregnancy, your midwife or doctors 
you know, says that you can physically take the class, there's no reason why you can't take those either. I love that you point that out. I think that's a question that probably a lot of people have because here in Boston, we may have a lot of prenatal classes available, but that is not the case everywhere. So I do have virtual clients who are from small towns who are like, I have one yoga studio within 45 minutes of me and they don't offer pre like how do i do that you know and they they're not interested in online yoga classes they want to be in person you know i think that is i love that you point that out i also think it's important to know just listen to your body when you're in class so if the instructor is asking you to do something and you know you try it or you you uncomfortable it hurts or it doesn't feel right don't do it you don't have to do it I mean if you are clearly pregnant I think it'll be clear why and if it's not clearly if it's not clear that you're pregnant you don't owe anybody an excuse you can just like not do it it's fine yeah I, I uh, as a yoga teacher I'm often one of the first people that a pregnant woman tells that they are pregnant so you should definitely tell your teacher that you are pregnant, even if you are very early on. Now that doesn't mean that that person, that teacher, unless it's a prenatal yoga teacher, but if you tell a regular yoga teacher, they should know how to modify because it should be covered in their training. But I'm not gonna speak for all trainings because there's so many of them. Um, but it really is up to you as a pregnant woman to listen to yourself, um, just as, as you said. But um, if, if you are somebody that does not have a, a studio that has a prenatal yoga class, what you want to do is call the studio and ask them a couple questions. First, you want to ask them if the room is heated. Because the number one concern of um, women when they exercise and they're pregnant is that you don't want to overheat. So you don't want to practice in a heated room. So that's number one. They may say it on the website. If it doesn't, call and just make sure. Um, you want to you want to know if it is an all levels class. It may not be marked, but if it's an all levels class, you should expect somebody you know some beginners, and not that a pregnant woman is a beginner, but you know just typically an all levels class means different types of bodies, and the teacher should be prepared to teach different modifications. So those are the two things that I would ask. Number one being the temperature of the room. And you could also, if you don't want to be a bit more specific, ask how fast do you move in class? Do you move one breath per pose or do you hold it for three to five breaths? If they're on the more slower side, that will be a class that's a little bit more accessible to a woman that's pregnant is especially if it's someone who has you know a bigger belly where it takes some time to get into a little bit longer to get into some poses i love it that is so fascinating it makes so much sense though when you think about exercising and all the things that your doctor um you know tells you i think a lot of times doctors make blanket statements about exercise and i hear this a lot from my clients about like well my doctor said don't do this and i'm like haven't you done that for the last 15? You're like, haven't you done right. it for the last 15 years? <laughs> like what's different now, right? Um, so I kind of, that kind of segues us into the pregnancy part. Do you believe that yoga helps with the birthing process as far as like ease and pains of labor or prepping the body for labor? 
Ooh, that's, that's a deep question. Um, I think any movement practice helps in labor. I think that um, with yoga, especially because you do focus a lot on mindfulness and just awareness of body parts, um, which I know sounds kind of silly, but let me tell you as a fitness instructor for many years, a lot of people do not know where their body parts are. So I think that um, in yoga or even taking bar classes, which I teach as well, when you have your teacher cueing to be more cognizant of where your body is and the, your control that you do have over your body, and, but more importantly, over your breathing and your focus and your stamina, those are the things that help the most during labor. Because it's called labor for a reason. It's work. So I think that that's, yes, it's, it definitely helps. Um, you know what I'm going to say? It definitely doesn't hurt. <laughs> it definitely doesn't hurt your labor if you, if you practice yoga. I love it. You are speaking my language from mindfulness to reducing stress, breathing, focus, stamina. This is just like all my jam. I love it so much. This is why one of the first things I recommend, I have like these staple things that I recommend to my clients whenever they come to me. It's kind of like, I, I imagine it as like my paddleboard defense. So it's, it's kind of like that first little ping pong thing that comes at you. This is my first thing to kind of recommend. And yoga is one of those. So do you have any um, added benefit other than mindset for people who are trying to conceive for yoga, could this help in any way? So in terms of, if uh, speaking of if yoga helps with conception, I think the number one reason it can help, and we've talked about this several times already, is that it can decrease stress. And it, it that has been something that is hugely studied in infertility, is helping women with their stress levels. So just, Number one, yoga, meditation can help with your stress levels. And so there are definitely some other, some poses that are, that help reduce stress. And so those are the poses that you want, that you want to do. I love it. So, you know, one of the things that I always recommend is meditation. And so when people are like, oh, but I don't love meditation, I'm like, okay, try yoga because it's exercise and meditation. And so if you don't love meditation, you can focus on the exercise piece. And I promise the mindfulness like meditation piece will come later. Or if you're like, oh, I don't love exercise, Cool. Try yoga. Focus on the mindset mindfulness piece. And as you do that, just go through the yoga poses. And as you do that, you will get better and stronger and the focus will come. I promise it all goes together. That's why yoga is one of my, you know, paddleboard, ping pong, paddle defenses. I love it. Uh, there are also, so you may not believe this, but uh, meditating is not easy for me at all. Sitting still is not easy for me. I, I will say that there are other ways to meditate. You can be in an active meditation. You can do walking meditation, but typically people, you know, we're speaking of a, a seated meditation. Um, it doesn't have to be 20 minutes. There are a lot of apps out there that really do help encourage 
um, at, me to meditate. And trust me, I'm like the person that's doing 101 things at all times. Um, the two of my favorites are Insight, uh, Headspace, and the other one, and Budify. And those have, Headspace is my favorite one right now, but they literally have like two minute meditations. Like you can pick which ones you want to do. You can also see how many other people are meditating at that point that are on the app. So you'll just be like, oh, there's like 2000 people meditating at the same time right now. Um, and I think also, and this, I'm just speaking uh, as a, as a mom that before, before you have your first baby, I don't think you realize how little time you have to, for yourself after you have your baby. So even though you may not want to sit down for like two minutes by yourself and meditate or do nothing, do it. Because when you first have your baby, you will not have those two minutes. So I think on that note, it's like, do it before you have the baby. And then hopefully it'll become more in your you know, daily life that eventually you can start doing it again. But you know, when there's been all these so many studies on yoga meditation in the last even like five years and um, beyond the yoga phys physical practice, it's the meditation component of yoga that is truly showing the most benefits. I love it. It only takes what, like 21 days to form a habit, right? So if you can just yep. take two minutes per day for 21 days, that is 45 minutes total. Is that what that is? You know, out of three weeks, take that for yourself. And listeners, you can check out episode number 50 of the Tranquility Tribe podcast. It is a Friday free talk, but I list out my top 10 apps for expectant and new parents. And um, I think Headspace made the list. If it didn't, it was a close third because I only listed my top two, but it's a good one. Check it out. Episode number 50. So Julie, what about postpartum women? We've done trying to conceive and, and um, you know, trying to get pregnant. We've done sustaining a pregnancy and exercise during pregnancy. But what about after your baby gets here, which I know is a whole topic in itself, but let's start with the overall benefits. Well, the, the overall benefits is just starting to rebuild your strength um, in terms of the, we're talking about the physical practice of yoga. Um, and one of, one of the other great things about yoga is that it is so modifiable. I mean, depends on who you talk to, but even just lying down could be yoga. <laughs> that is a whole other podcast, but you can really modify it to where you are in terms of your postpartum phase and you can also just do a couple of minutes a day it there there's no right or wrong amount of time um, I do think that you need to make sure that you get you know you, you have a, com a conversation with your midwife or your doctor to make sure you know everything's like a-okay with your in terms of practicing 
a physical yoga practice. That doesn't mean you can't start your you know, mental or spiritual yoga practice or meditation. You can do that right away if you, you know, have the time and aren't too tired. But in terms of postpartum, it's just you know, slowly rebuilding, giving your body a, a time to, I don't like to say heal, but I think more just rebuilds. I love it. And, you know, when can people start this, this type of exercise? I always hear people ask, what if yoga counts before that six week clearance, you know, that your doctor gives because it's so gentle. Side note for our listeners, if you're new around here, and there's a lot of you, I have a previous episode where I tell about a yoga class I went to and I thought honest to God, my legs were going to fall off of my body. It was so intense. It was so fast. It was hot yoga. I was dying. I was sweating. I was almost crying. It was not fun. I did not enjoy it. If I could just get out of that class, it was all I could do. It reminds me very much of the first time I went to cycling. And the only reason I didn't leave the class is because I couldn't get my feet out of the quick (laughs) bicycle pedals. Yes, these are true incidences, people. This is real, not retouched for real. This is my life. So as far as yoga being gentle, disagree. But what do you say to the people who are like, oh, but it's just yoga and I haven't gotten clearance from my doctor, but I think it will be fine because this makes me cringe, but I also simultaneously want to vomit. So one of the, uh, issues in yoga that we all talk about all the yoga studio owners is that it's really hard to to differentiate one yoga class from the next in just the name when you're looking on a schedule so just like we were saying in terms of uh, deciding on a prenatal yoga class you should find out about the class postnatally so if you're just if if it doesn't say gentle yoga in the boston area most likely not gentle. So, um, you know, find out if it's heated, find out how quickly they move. Um, a, a place that has prenatal yoga may also offer postnatal yoga. That's, I'm seeing that on the schedules now. In terms of that six weeks marker, um, as a studio owner, I'd just like to say that um, give your body the six weeks. Um, especially if you're coming to an all levels class, if it was at star yoga, because we do have a, a physically challenging class, obviously we can modify for everybody, but, um, you know, give, give yourself time. I remember when I, I think I was at the four week mark and I wasn't going to attend a group class, but I wanted to do some type of exercise. I turned on a video it was a core fusion video. And I went to go do like the abs section and I went to go do a curl or a sit up and I, I couldn't even do it. I, I couldn't figure out where my belly muscles were. Like I couldn't, like nothing was moving and it was, I was shocked. Like I didn't, I didn't think that that's what I would feel, but I did. And it took me, you know, another month before I could really get those back. So, um, I'd say take, take your time. And also, you know, ask yourself, why are you so anxious to get back to exercising? You know, you're, you could go for a walk outside with the baby. You can do yoga poses in your, you know, in your, in your home. But 
in terms of going to a gym or a studio and taking classes, you know, do your research first. Obviously, if you're somebody that did yoga before you were pregnant, did yoga throughout your pregnancy, knows a studio, then by all means, try the class out. But be honest with the teacher. I mean, you could say, look, this is my first class back. I don't know what's going to happen. Would it be okay if I left, if I didn't feel right? She may say, no, you can't leave in the middle. You'll have to do a child's pose. We don't let people leave. That happens sometimes just in terms of the studio safety and doors locking and unlocking. We just, you just can't physically let someone out of the class and lock the door. So just call ahead and do, and just do your research, but truly give yourself time. Six weeks is not that, that long. And I just know that six weeks postpartum, I didn't even know if I was making any sense when I was talking to people, let alone going to a yoga class and following along in this, you know, in terms of the sequencing. Yeah, I think some of that falls under the category of like, you don't know what you don't know. It never dawned on me that you might not be able to leave. I guess for me, common sense would be if I, if I got out of the studio and I put my shoes on and I rolled up my mat and I went to leave and the door was locked, I would just sit and wait in the lobby. That would make sense to me. Um, but I guess that probably wouldn't be everyone's instinct. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So do your research when you're, when you're going to a new yoga studio and you're searching for new classes. I also like how you point out um, about your postpartum tummy. I think that's a really real realization that a lot of people are not prepared for. And a lot of people probably find themselves, you know, not so much, um, I don't even know, pun intended, lying on their backs with their mouth open being like, what has happened to my body, right? And you were like, literally and figuratively in that position thinking, wow, this is where I am right now. I think a lot of people don't know. And once you find yourself, I don't think people know where to go from there. Um, so yeah, give yourself time to heal. Don't forget your body just worked for nine months to get to this position. So to think that in 14 days time, it would be healed is no offense, but very silly. It's a really silly thought to think that after nine months, you can heal that in 14 days. That's just, you need time. Your body needs time to be able to say, what has happened here? We've lost this baby. We've lost this placenta. And now we're trying to get back together on our original, you know, kind of our original real estate, get all of that back. So I, I guess to go back to your original question, does yoga, is yoga fall under that category of you need to wait six weeks? Um, I would say, generally speaking, yes. But if, because you don't, because most yoga isn't really that gentle. If you went to something like a spe specifically postnatal yoga, gentle yoga, restorative yoga, um, still do your research and, and maybe those are exceptions. I love it. Definitely, definitely do your research and always listening to your body. So uh, something else that I get asked a lot, and I always refer them to the individual studio that they're looking into, but what about safety during each trimester? What do you say? Is it safe all the way through? So should you avoid it in certain trimesters at certain times? That's a really good question, and I, I, my, my answer is it totally depends on the individual. 
Um, I have friends and who are teachers who, who literally the night before they had their baby were teaching inversions. Um, so it really just has to do with the, the woman herself, um, how she feels. I mean, typically in the first trimester, the, the number one reason someone can't attend a class is because they have morning sickness, you know, or, or reflux. But uh, in terms of the physical poses, um, almost all the poses are, are pretty safe, as long as these are things that you have done before. You don't want to be learning how to do a headstand when you're seven months pregnant. But, you know, there are some poses that need to be modified, like super tight closed twists or um, certain uh, forward folds. In terms of lying on your back, some women are perfectly fine lying on their back and can continue to breathe um, normally. Other times they have to like add a couple bolsters. Um, you know, in terms of planks or things like that, I remember a lot of people were very anti-planking in pregnancy and now we know that that is okay. You just have to, you know, listen to yourself. Obviously not try to hold it for two minutes when you're pregnant if you couldn't do it beforehand. Um, but I think that pregnancy is also a really good time to, to, to truly start tuning into your body. And if your body does not feel good doing something, give yourself permission to not do it. You know, yoga is not about getting to the final pose. It's all about the journey. So, and that's, I mean, isn't, isn't that like pregnancy too? I mean, obviously the final pose would be the baby, but there's like this whole journey that goes along with it. So people do it up until the day they have their baby. Basically that's the answer. <laughs> so the only thing um, that's kind of a blanket statement for everybody is the hot yoga. We just want you to stay cool. And you know, if you are pregnant, you just really shouldn't do hot yoga. Awesome, amazing. That's pretty easy to follow. You just have one, one general rule and then the rest is very specific to you. I love it. And lots of water. Yeah, of course. Of course. Staying hydrated. Yep. Um, which is just kind of a general rule of thumb, I feel like. Um, but yeah. Cool. That's awesome. I love it. I'm so often recommending my clients to yoga for um, various pains. So let's chat about yoga as pain relief. Sciatica, lower back pain, um, pubic symphysis pain, shoulder and upper back pain, neck pain. There's lots of pains that come with pregnancy. Um, what can yoga do for us? So actually all of those pains that you just mentioned are very common with everybody now. Um, so we, we hear those a lot. Um, again, I have to speak as a yoga, as a studio owner and also as an instructor that when, when somebody comes in and they tell you that they have a pain, you, you're there to serve as their yoga teacher and you're not a physical therapist, and you're not a doctor. So we do have to protect ourselves as instructors and studio owners. Um, I mean, some yoga teachers are physical therapists and can really give that answer on how to solve that. There are definitely certain yoga poses that help with all of those pains. Most of those yoga poses are done in any type of vinyasa flow class. If you're in a prenatal class, another reason why going to a class that's titled prenatal will choose those poses that directly help with those um, popular pains in pregnancy. 
Something else that I do recommend if you are having a specific pain, you're just like, oh my God, my sciatica is just killing me, is to book a private session with a yoga teacher. Book a session with uh, the owner of the studio or the teacher who's leading the prenatal yoga classes so you can learn specific poses that work for your specific body and that you can also do when you're at home. That, that type of individual attention, even if you're in a very small class of six people, you're not going to be able to get unless you're just with one-on-one -on -one with that person. So I would highly recommend if you are having specific pains to book just one session or it, that could also help with if you want to go to group classes that are not titled prenatal, you could book a session with a yoga teacher who can show you different modifications that you can do when you're in a regular vinyasa class. And what you have right there, folks, is what I like to call a prenatal self-care splurge. Send the money, take care of yourself, learn something that will carry you through your pregnancy, but also into postpartum. And then also, who says you have to stop doing them even though your child just turned 16? Like, no one. You can do these poses for the rest of your life, and it costs you whatever amount in 2018, and you're still doing them 50 years later. It's worth the money. Do it. Make the splurge. Julie, this has been the most fascinating conversation. I love it so much. People are going to be walking away with their mouths wide open and thinking, holy cow, I never knew that because that's how I feel right now. I'm super excited for this episode to air and to share it with our villagers. Where can people connect with you if they wanted to connect with you after the show or on social media? So you can find me on my website, which is starlifestudios.com. That's where you can come to book a nutrition session or a yoga or bar class at my studio. You can follow me on Instagram at starlifestudios or specifically at my yoga studio Instagram, which is staryogaboss. And that's, that's pretty much where I am on the, on the social media, in the social media world. I love it. Oh my goodness. Villagers, this has been so much fun from yoga of trying to conceive through pregnancy and postpartum mindfulness, reducing stress, breathing, focus, stamina. This episode was jam-packed with all the juicy details. Oh, this has been so much fun. As always, all the links will be linked in the show notes. And I just actually attended a really fun event at Julie's studio and I wrote a really cute blog about it. So I will link that as well. Check it out in the show notes. Thank you so, so much for spending some of your Tuesday with us, you guys. We really appreciate it. We know that you are busy humans. We respect that you spend your time with us. Happy Tuesday, y'all. As always, villagers, find your tribe and love them hard. Did you know that you can join our online tribes? Our private Facebook group can be found by searching the Tranquility Tribe podcast on Facebook. And our Instagram tribe is Tranquility by Hehe. If you have a story you want to share with us, please reach out to us at tranquilitybyhehe at gmail.com. Until next time, villagers. 